Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our new Big Weekly Blend podcast. Uh, We're going to be looking at May 21st to 27th. A lot of you have listened to our Big Daily Blend podcast, but now today, as of now, we are the Big Weekly Blend podcast. And not only is it a Big Weekly Blend podcast, but we're about to debut our Big Weekly Blend digital magazine as well to keep you up to date with what is past the week before and the Big Weekly Blend podcast tells you what's happening the week coming up. And we look at holidays and observances, historic and pop culture happenings. We talk about music because we create an awesome music playlist for you every week uh, in the show notes. So check it out, whether you're listening to us on BigBlendRadio.com, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Facebook, uh, all the places, you know, Podbean. There's a whole list of places we're at. So if you go to BigBlendRadio.com, you'll see them all. But um, we put all the list of like recipes and articles that pertain to the conversation. And we have awesome guests joining us to kick off our new show and to kick off our new magazine. And this is amazing because we literally are going around the world today. This is so cool. Well, we're going to North America and um, England or the British Isles. So we're going to start off with our special guest. We've got Peggy Fiendaka. Uh, She is hanging out in her vineyard at LDV Winery in the Cochise stronghold of Arizona. So she's in Southeast Arizona. Her tasting room is up in Scottsdale, which is an amazing, beautiful art destination in central Arizona. But the winery itself and the vineyard Mm -hmm. is down, like I said, the Cochise stronghold, which is uh, in the Chiricahua Mountains, which is absolutely gorgeous, southeast of Tucson, Arizona, and you can go to ldvwinery.com to check it out. But she's on our show every first Wednesday talking wine and teaching Nancy and I and our audience more than we ever knew about wine. And she also, her and her husband, Kurt, produced some incredible wine. So welcome back, Peggy. How are you? I'm terrific. It's a beautiful day in southeastern Arizona. So I'm glad to be here. And you really awesome. are in the Cochise stronghold, right? Because I'm just now we're, thinking, kind of, am I closer, We're in the hills of the Chiricahua Mountains. So we're closer to the Chiricahua National Monument, which is mm. only 15 um, miles away from us. So we're a little bit away from the, the stronghold, but uh, in this whole area. So come visit us. It's great. That means she awesome. has ringtail cats? She has mm-hmm. trogan birds, yeah. so for all the wildlife enthusiasts, um, ringtail cats are like Arizona's version of lemurs. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they are, right? In a way, with their well, little they eyes. Kind of look, yeah, they are like little and lemurs. They have, and the long tails, they're pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, pointy noses. What's happening at the, yep. at the winery, the vineyard? It, like, do you have, you know, the buds blooming? What's going on? Well, we're flowering, so um, <gasps> it's, it, the, the vineyard is growing like crazy and uh, uh, took a, uh, a ride through all the rows yesterday, and, and um, they're all coming out at the same time, so that's going to be an interesting harvest this year if, if all of the varieties uh, ripen at the same time. We're going to be crazier yeah. than ever, but yep, yeah. it looks beautiful, and uh, 
Huh. Like I said, it's a, it's great to be down here right now. Well, if yeah. that happens, do you need an extra couple of hands for harvest? Nancy and I could come harvest. Or we do you need us can for that? Always, <laughs> we can always put you to work. So we got a big house down here. I'll put you up. And yes, we'll put you to work. Not a problem. But you'll get okay. great food and great wine at the end of the day. So not, well, you'll have fun. I know because Peggy's always talking about amazing recipes, wine pairings. And um, all I know is Peggy knows how to throw a good party. And we haven't been to one, but we've talked to her for over a year now. And I know she knows how to party. And one of her tips is always, if you missed something as the host, don't tell anybody. And I'm kind of thinking that's a really good perspective on life. You don't have to tell everybody everything you missed. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Mm -hmm. So everybody, Peggy Fiendaka, again, every first Wednesday, she's on our show. So this, we're representing America right now. Nancy and I, you know, we travel full time across the country on our Love Your Parks tour, documenting parks and public lands and also pet sitting through Trusted House Sitters, an amazing, amazing uh, website you need to go to an app. uh, If you're a pet parent or a traveler, digital nomad, this is a place for you. And we're going to get to that in a second. But today, Nancy and I are in Maryland, Silver Spring, Maryland. So one of the songs on our playlist is Silver Springs by Stevie Nicks, who celebrates her birthday this week. So, and she wrote Silver Spring from driving through this area in, in Maryland, the state of Maryland on a, you know, tour of her music and saw the sign Silver Spring and went, that sounds beautiful. And she wrote a song mm. about it. So that song is on the playlist, just saying. So cool. moving forward, we're going to go to where we would normally go to is Pasadena to chat with Johnny Schaefer, singer songwriter who's been on our show for a few years. Um, but today he's in Mexico City. I told you we're going global. Cool. You go to his website, hearjohnny.com. He is, he's just, his music is beautiful, inspiring, We've had amazing conversations about just about everything and things you shouldn't even talk about, apparently, to some people. But uh, he's awesome. And um, he just won, uh, isn't it Video of the Year? A music video of the year. Music video of the year at the Pasadena Film Festival uh, for You Can't Hide Hide the Light. And this is a song he sung with with melissa manchester and this isn't the first time he's worked with her so johnny welcome back and how is mexico city thank you uh it's beautiful here i'm i'm down here um visiting uh in-laws my husband paco's been down here for a month and i joined him yesterday and it's gorgeous here um uh you know i think it's 68 degrees right now and just a few little clouds here and there but it's been really pretty and and uh, yeah, we're hearing all the roosters in the neighborhood and there have been hummingbirds coming by and it's, it's been a really pretty day. See, cool. this is it. This Isn't it cool to just travel a little bit, right? And get out of the comfort zone, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You know you're going to have good food, right? In Mexico. Oh yeah, I already it. had some last night and this morning. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> Listen, if best. you, please have some chili killies for me because it's like chili killies. Yeah. No, <gasps> favorite favorite the cheese enchiladas. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. I, <laughs> I, I really miss Mexico. And um, yeah, but listen, congratulations on your award because you got to see your music video, and then Paco produced this. Um, didn't you got to see it on the big screen, not just like on, the on big YouTube? Screen. Yeah, big screen. and it looked. 
I saw 38 short films during the festival. And I have to say, <laughs> ours, no, none of them looked or sounded better than ours. I was really, <gasps> and many of them had crews of dozens of people at the, you know, in the credits at the end. We had a crew mm -hmm. of four people. And wow. uh, I'm really proud of what we accomplished. Um, awesome. I met I met dozens of filmmakers and I've made some good connections. So hopefully I can get my songs into some more movies and TV shows and things. Um, made a lot of great connections and it was it was a blast. I, I just I had a wonderful time and it was a big surprise because of the music videos that we were up against were all really good. So I'm oh, cool. really, really happy about Very it. Cool. You know, That's and I, awesome. I love that you posted on social media, you were talking about how musicians need to connect with the filmmakers. Like you don't go to these yeah. events and just sit back and be a wallflower, right. get out there, make those connections while you have them. Oh, yeah. Mm. Especially with the, the threat of AI coming in, you know, um, yeah, like Google has been downloading all the music that oh. has ever been uploaded to YouTube and they're matching it with the keywords that we put in so people can find the videos that tell people what the videos are about so they're having their computers analyze all of these things to learn how to compose music for different emotions mm. and then it is eventually a filmmaker could go to a google website and type in what what mood they want mm. and how long and then it'll it'll kick out music and then they, they don't have to worry about residuals or anything like that but as i said in uh. this you know, um, human beings should be telling human stories. It's about authenticity and yeah. you know, tell them better than us. And so it's more important than ever that we make these connections. I love I love that you bring that up because we are going to do yeah. a show on AI because it can't it, there's some good points to it. It helps us in certain ways, but there it's some of it is really overstepping. We are going to do some panel discussions on it. And this oh, this does, mm -hmm. and I do want to talk about Spotify and how now you may love an album on Spotify, but if you only listen to one or two songs, that's all you get. So you never have mm -hmm. the full album experience. Uh, don't start me. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, listen, our music playlist, by the way, we'll have all the songs that we talk mm -hmm. about on the show today. But I want to go to Angela Laws next. Angela is, we call her Auntie Angela, not Auntie, unless you're here in the States, but we don't like the word Auntie. Auntie is far better. Uh, Auntie Angela is the community manager of Trusted House Sitters. And um, in July, Nancy and I would have been with Trusted House Sitters for three years. We've done awesome. over 85 pets, I think, so far. So much fun. Across the country. And a lot of them are repeat sits because then you get to know the animals, you get to know the pet parents. Right now we're in Maryland in Silver Springs and we're taking care of two uh, dogs that we know and then their new puppy in the household. And let me tell you, AI cannot do this. I don't care no. how many automatic feeders no. you have, automatic no. irrigation no. systems. I don't care how much automated stuff you have in your household. Google mm -hmm. controlled, but when your internet goes out, guess what? It's all down <laughs> and guess what? Mm -hmm. Pet yeah. sitters and house sitters to the rescue. Isn't that right, Angela? And welcome back. AI cannot take us out because there's nothing like no. the human being going, stuff went down and you need the human hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, hi, Nancy and hi, Lisa. And, hi. and Johnny and Peggy and uh, Glenn. You know what? I've just come from a meeting that we've had for the last two hours on AI. And I actually oh. said that in the meeting that 
yeah, um, it's got its functionality, it's got its place and it's got its importance and oh my gosh, yes, it's going, it's there. But it doesn't take over pets and it doesn't take over people. And, and the moment that it does, then we're in a sad, sad situation because mm -hmm. community is human beings and it's pets mm -hmm. and it's all and, and how many times do you hear, I know I do from our community, but we just want to talk to a real person. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's what this is about. And it's like everything else. And interesting, as I say, I've just come from a meeting. And, and the other interesting thing too, um, and uh, I, I mean, I can't get over that you've been with us for three years and 85 sits and how many pets have you actually brought into your life and met and everything else and it's that experience um, and so when we're talking about this it's it's about connections and and really being part of something um, and pets don't get fed by AI they don't get no. walked by AI they don't get loved by AI they actually get loved by people and that's mm -hmm. what Trusted House of community is all about it's relationships Absolutely. I don't want to be a robot no. and no. I don't want to deal with a robot, but I, I really don't. I want to talk to people and plants and animals. I have no, absolutely no interest in robots. None however, whatsoever. however, I love to hear it when we're at a pet set and the irrigation goes off on time. And you know, irrigation goes at this time. And, if the, and so that's, but the time or whatever, but I know Peggy, do you use AI, right? At some point in the vineyard? Yes. At, yes. yes, exactly. So there's, we can um, yeah. monitor our, our irrigation from anywhere in the world and turn on, turn off, depending oh, yeah. on the weather but and that, that type of thing. But That's not like a... To me, when you say AI, it's like here comes a robot in your house. May I serve you, madam? Right. No, but no. but Peggy, at the same time, you still need someone to go look at the leaves of the plant, right? There's still absolutely, there's, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a balance. I think it's a tool. And yeah, it I think be, it's a, go ahead. I, I yeah, it's a tool. I just I want to bring Glenn on here because I know he's jumping up and down already because he's <laughs> he's so into human connections and keeping things yeah. small business and the keeping authenticity and integrity and everything. And Glenn Burrows, uh, he's on our show every fourth Saturday. Uh, he owns Norfolk Tours in England. But it's his tour company is again that it's not cookie cutter. There is no such thing as cookie cutter with Glenn. No, you want to go find your family's ancestry, or you want to go on an art tour. You want to go find out the wineries in England. Um, if your children are going to college in England, Glenn is a person to call, and um, it's it's an intimate experience, like trusted house sitters, right? It's these true experiences that I think we all really need in in the world of today. And he's also a family history expert. And he just rocks. He's been on our show how many years, Glenn? I can't keep up with it. But we're all we're all younger, right? So well, Norfolk-tours.co.uk. And if I didn't say it, trustedhousesitters.com too. So welcome back, Glenn. Yeah, hi. Yeah, it must must be about 12 years, I think. But anyway, mm -hmm. I, I I so agree that you need the proper connection that you you just need with real people. I mean, I'm yeah. one of the people who will not use the automatic tills in the supermarket. 
I will mm. not use the automatic checkout in the library. I do not use such things because I want to talk to somebody. You know, if I go mm -hmm. to the bank, if there if there's a you know a a paying in machine, I don't use it. I do not use any any automated stuff because mm -hmm. I want to go to the counter. And they, they you very often get someone come up to you in the supermarket or in the bank. Oh, are you just paying in? Yes, you can use the automatic. No, I don't want yep. to. Mm -hmm. I want to do it. You know, mm. at the end of the day, okay. this is this is why so many people are going out of work because exactly being automated. I re I'm old enough to remember when you used to go to the garage and have someone actually fill up your car with petrol. You know, mm -hmm. you don't need to do that yeah. now because you have to do it yourself. Hey, 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 hey! But wait, wait! We have one state in this country that does it, yep. Oregon, yeah. and yep. Oregon, and and you sit and go wait. There's somebody touching the car and see, that's the exact, <laughs> this know, is how it becomes like because you're so used to like, are they going to know how to put the nozzle in the tank? <laughs> um, yes, they do. <laughs> and you can sit in your car and let somebody do that. And they're getting paid. And a lot of times it's teenagers mm. getting their first job, which is quite cool. You exactly. want that. We, exactly. we have, we have one gas station in Arizona that still does that. Only one. <gasps> Where? Oh, dude. In Scottsdale. Yep. In Scottsdale. No way. Yep. Oh yep. my gosh. Just I had one. no idea, Peggy. That is amazing. That's am so yep. this is really about relationships. So Peggy yes. at the winery, I know, listen, I gotta bring up May 25th is National Wine Day. And I know you have an event going on, but isn't it like for the winery because you're not this huge, huge winery taking millions of acres and producing, you know, gazillions of liters of wine, though we wish you would produce gazillion, <laughs> but it wouldn't be the same quality, right? Um, you're, no. you're, you know, a small lot winery and you produce really handcrafted wines, really um, attention to detail, attention, even though you're using AI, that's a tool, you guys are hands-on, literally. And, um, and with your tasting room, it seems to me that relationships is the, one of the biggest parts of how you are successful with your business. Absolutely. As probably everyone on the phone understands, it's we we know that, and I work with my wine concierge in the tasting room and, and say, your job is to curate experience around wine. And I know from the many years I traveled the world and collected wine was I purchased more wine when I had a great experience talking mm -hmm. to someone about the winery and about how the wine was made and, and mm -hmm. what went into it. And so I wanted to apply that same kind of philosophy to our approach. So yeah, we're talking about our wine, but my folks can talk about any kind of wine or any kind of wine region. And um, that's how we make our our with our customers. I, when we started, we said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we just had a thousand friends that drank our wine and we just partied with them? We'd be successful. So mm -hmm. that's what we're trying I to do. I want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, you're hey, my friend. But, <laughs> hey, but you know, Peggy, but you know, when we got here um, and, and Angela, this is the thing about relationships, right? 
um, right. when we came to this is our second time at this set. And I will tell you, we became friends with this, this couple of ladies here um, to the point of we spent New Year's Eve on a Zoom call with them while we were at a sit. And so all the dogs could connect over like, you know, Zoom. Sorry, but this is this is how we are. We're all animal yeah. pup people. And so we came back and they're like, we drove from Texas to Maryland to do this sit for a Mother's Day weekend, which is Nancy's birthday weekend, everybody. Um, yeah. So Nancy's been, Happy you know, having birthday. a good time. And we did this because of this relationship and and like ai can't do it and now we have a puppy that you know hey wants to jump fences do all this but He's they so they funny. wanted someone that already knew the animals that already could you know what i mean it's um it's a relationship where you will go to you will go there you know what i mean you will take care and do the best you can and when we get here peggy they had Maryland wines for us to taste because they know we love wines. And I have to tell you, Maryland produces good wines. I had no idea, but they were Perfect. good, Peggy. They they do a white Zinfandel, which I didn't know they did out here. And it's almost rosé-like. It wasn't like, mm. you know, that box stuff. You know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, right, right. But it was like a rosé, very well, crisp. Mixed. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was pretty right. surprised. So, you know, because we were talking about New World and Old World wines, uh, the last show you were on, and everybody, mm -hmm. there's a crossword puzzle that Peggy's podcast is on, uh, celebrating World uh, Wine Day. It's not national, it's World Wine Day now on this show. Um, mm -hmm. So everybody, that's in the show notes. But I thought that's pretty interesting that they do out, that out here. I didn't well, even... you know think of that i think that's a great thing to do on to celebrate national wine day which is may 25th mm. is that you do try a local wine and yeah. you support a local winery and and don't turn your nose up over you know maybe arizona wine or maryland wine or texas wine try it there's good there's great wine being produced everywhere even mm -hmm. the uk is producing some incredible mm -hmm. champagne and and wonderful wines now so um explore don't get stuck in a rut and i'm only going to drink a cabernet from napa valley or whatever it might be no but, um, don't do try that. something new mm -hmm. go local i i totally agree with that mm -hmm. but i was mm -hmm. i was going to say how would you like in the future, if you think about the humans being replaced by um, robot, so your waiter is now a robot, and you ask your robot. There's hotels doing it. There's what? hotels what? doing it. In no, West they're already doing it. There's a restaurant delivering food by a robot to no, people's but, houses. Okay, but if you're at a restaurant and you ask the waiter, "What do you like on the menu?" and so now you're asking a robot, "I do not know. I do not eat food." <laughs> This is this is Nancy and Alexa. Every house we go to, Nancy talks to the Google thing or the Alexa and asks, "Are you married?" Um, um, what what what? She of course asked everyone if they fart. What does a fart sound like? She goes through the whole thing. She's she's completely. But this is the thing about robots. So Johnny, so people can have food delivered right by robot at this point. 
Okay. This three, three different people have put on their Instagram like a picture of the robot that brought the food oh, to no. their house. And okay. they thought it was really cool, but I... <laughs> so I'm adding a song to the playlist for this because we're pet sitters. Mm -hmm. Who let the dogs out yeah, when the, the robot came out? <laughs> the robot did it. The yeah. robot, the robot. Glenn, I want to ask you, are there robots in your neighborhood delivering food? Um, not as far as I'm aware, but I don't, I don't, I don't do takeaways. <laughs> Apart from fish and <laughs> chips. The only oh. takeaways I do is, is fish and chips. Hey, uh, do you still have newspaper with your fish and chips? Can they no. have like a... It, the robots can have different accents. So the oh, American boy. robot will have uh, really mm -hmm. the British robots will have a different accent. Well, okay. So when we pet sit for people, and if they have an accent, because we've pet sat for people from England, South Africa, and all different oh. places, we change our accents accordingly and the animals respond better. Mm -hmm. Have you done that, Angela? <laughs> oh, I mean, I sat, I sat, um, pets and animals and dogs and cats and horses that respond to foreign language. I mean, Spanish, um, I've sat horses that actually respond to Spanish commands. So mm. I've learned those commands and actually some of them are bilingual as well. Um, but no, I mean, they do, they, they, they learn from their, their pet parents. But you know, yeah. um, one of the things that I wanna say, and, and I know we're having this conversation and I know we'll go on to other things, but the one thing that, that I think is being overlooked, and it really, really troubles me about AI and about the way this is leading, is we're talking about relationships, we're talking about community, and Trusted Houses has got a mm -hmm. unicorn community. There's nothing like the community that we have. But no, the it's one awesome. thing is there is a loneliness epidemic in this world, and it's not mm -hmm. just you know next door to me. It is an epidemic. And there are mm -hmm. those who never ever speak or see another human being. Yeah. And mm -hmm. their pets are their lives and their pets are their families. And when they lose mm -hmm. them, it's absolutely devastating. Mm. But yep. one of the things is that, um, you know, that loneliness is only going to grow uh, if this takes over. And, and interestingly, um, there are three, uh, three people in history three um, you know, key people in history who have actually regretted what they've done. The first one was the scientist that split the atom. He wished he'd never done it. The second one is the breeder um, in Australia who was the head breeder of the, um, the Australian um, Blind Association for the Blind. He was the first person, he was the first breeder who actually crossbred poodles and and came up with labradoodles he he did that oh he actually oh, did gotcha. it best of intention mm. because he was looking for a puppy that one of their clients one of their who needed a seeing eye dog who needed an assistant dog and was allergic to all dogs so he did that he then mm. later said he wished he'd never done it he did it with the best of intentions but we know where that's led it's mm -hmm. now we're back to this scientist who recreated AI and he's actually gone, I regret doing this. So mm -hmm. we are the custodians of this world. We're the custodians of how we move forward. And I just pray that it's used in a sensible way and it's used for the benefit and not for the detriment of humankind because right. we need 
people. We need, you know, um, <laughs> one of the big trade-offs, or not trade-off, one of the big benefits of what we do are the connections and the friendships that we made. I've mm -hmm. made friendships in Trusted House Sitters with people I would never, ever have met unless I'd gone mm -hmm. to look up there. Mm -hmm. Very family member, and they've now become lifelong friends. If we take that away, my goodness, where are we going? Where are we going? Well, yeah. Well, through us, Nancy and I, we we are able to connect. And by the way, if you hear a snort, I have a Frenchie on my lap. She, <laughs> well, she missed a pip. Pip, they're so cute. Pip. Oh, now Pip is about to lick my lips. But anyway, Pip, mm -hmm. um, Pip is here on my lap and and says Aww. hello to everybody. He's Pip so is cute. the sweetest little Frenchie. And if you go on my Instagram, big underscore blend Lisa, I think it is underscore whatever between the words, and look at my reels. You see Pip attacking his. Well, he's he's going after the the pool thing. Um, yeah. he's got a he's got a thing, and everybody's arguing. Is he going? Damn it! Damn it! at the He's, thing or what it's it. but anyway but no going back to that nancy and i i think through these intimate experiences and i want to go to mm -hmm. to glenn with this and then also you know i think i think that these i mean with what peggy does with the wine tastings and people being in a tasting experience with what johnny does with music you know what we're mm -hmm. all doing with pet sitting and I mean, even just with what I used to do, running around selling ads, you know, in my truck and, you know, slinging print magazines, I used to go in the back of restaurants and I was talking about this, you know, being a salesperson at that time, you actually got to know everything about a community and I would never want to lose that in the world. I want the yeah. behind the scenes. And, you know, I had a relationship with, you know, and still do, you know, that's what I do. And you have these relationships where you actually know what's going on because you build a relationship, but this intimacy of trusted house sitters as a travel experience is that we are connecting with people through pets and travel, two things that are dear to us. And as the world is completely polarizing itself with politics and absolute 100% BS drama, we are able to sit down and have conversations because we know the pets are like the kids. They're like, yeah. we don't want that to go away. We know well, everybody in the room here cares about this. We have these intimate experiences and we come together on where we can agree. And if there's disagreements, we go, let us hear each other out because right. the animals are the center focus. It's kind of like a marriage. It's like a family. But, and it's, I think that's a very precious thing to have when people come together of a different focus, whether it's you go in a birding group and go look for birds, Glenn, you take people out, maybe not on the same path of you, you know, politically, but you're going to connect on something. And through that, don't you have a foothold to connect when we have relationships versus the ding ding on our phones? Well, you know? the, the main the main thing is that if you've got a, a shared interest, nothing else matters anyway, because, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we've, you've got six people in this room, so to speak. Um, I really have got no idea what um, political leanings, what interest you've got. But actually, we can still have a very sensible conversation because we're mm -hmm. not. We're not talking about anything that's actually 
going to be inflammatory. We're just talking about life in general. And generally speaking, if you get a group of people together in a room and just have one subject to discuss, you're just going to have a sensible conversation. It's when other things start getting involved, you know, about whether, you know, whether you're, I don't know, what, whatever you Mm -hmm. conversation could go towards but if you don't if you don't involve all that other rubbish just a conversation it works in a group of people mm -hmm. how, well, how uh, would you how would you like to talk to a robot I exactly mean, that's is, the point that's where, the where point? yeah you know, that's that, a, yeah when you think about it what why do we want to replace ourselves why do we want to take jobs mm -hmm. from people? What mm -hmm. What is the benefit? The only benefit of robots that I can see is the top five to 10 people in a huge company that makes the robots that fields <laughs> in all the money. That's all it is. It's money for the top echelon in some company mm -hmm. making mm. robots. We're off and running. We're off and running. No. Peggy, it's give true. us some and wine. It's, it's not, no, no, but it's not. Yes, we need some wine. Helping, <laughs> no, but it's not helping mankind at all. Mm. It's not mm. helping anybody who needs any help. It is pure and utter greed. Well, well here's the thing. I think travel changes so everyone's perspectives case. because you are going to lose your comfort zone whenever you travel. Now, Johnny... You just flew into Mexico City. I know you've been there before, but mm -hmm. you just have already changed. You've already gone through a little bit of a comfort change, haven't you? Just flying yeah. into Mexico City. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. When, um, one thing that I notice, I always notice when I come here is just the drive from the airport, um, driving through different neighborhoods, all the public mm -hmm. art that they have here. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and, nice. and so many times people here, when they when they do things around their house, when they put in a new sidewalk, they'll put stones and little mosaics and or, or drawings in the in the concrete. Or I saw a house that had wrought iron on the windows, and they put little wrought iron birds on the bars, you know, and just little things like that that are artistic human touches that make it something more than just functional. And and it's everywhere mm. here. So much more than in LA, you know, where I'm when I drive around, mm. you see public expressions of art and you you see kids walking around with violin cases and guitar cases here way more than I do down in LA. And wow. so I think there's this whole human cultural side, um, you know, that that we're in danger of of mm. curtailing or losing. Mm. And I think that's where it goes to like I want to go to Peggy being a winery in a small lot winery that when people get to go and have a tasting in your, your tasting room and then do the special events where they get to meet you and Kurt, your husband and winemaker and, you know, and your staff, you know, doing the regular events and tastings, this becomes something different than just table wine, which, you know, is fine too, you know, but Absolute, there's this, absolutely, it's the art yep. form of it right it's it's absolutely it's, it's not the drinking it's the table mm -hmm. i mean not the table the it's the craft it's the understanding the farming the agriculture the sweat blood and tears that went into that glass that right. you're sipping on mm -hmm. right i mean nothing gives us more joy than to get a text on thanksgiving dinner at thanksgiving or uh, any other holiday 
and someone texts me with a picture of our bottle of wine on their table that they're sharing with their friends and then telling our story. And the same thing, I think what you're saying about in cities, you know, I come from an urban planning background and nothing, when you go into a new city or a new town and you, you see the interaction between public spaces and public art and how people interact with that public art or those public spaces, it's so important, um, I think, to the vitality and livability of our places. And so that's exciting mm-hmm. to hear about Mexico City in that way. Mm-hmm. And one other mm-hmm. thing I want to one of the things, because I love art and I love public art, but one of the is a wine and art experience where we um, pair our bottles of wine with um, three different or four different art pieces and the artist talks about the inspiration behind how he created that sculpture and we talk about why we selected a particular wine um, to pair with that sculpture because of the, the joint inspiration between the two different kinds of artists. So just oh. uh, fun ways to interact with our our wine than just pouring it, but really experiencing it in unique ways. Mm, well, I love that. Ways, speaking of fun ways to interact, um, in addition to being International Wine Day, the 25th is also International Sing Out Day. And the idea oh, is that, that whatever voice you have and whatever you're doing, sing out so grab your glass of wine and then just everybody start singing um <laughs> yeah one time I, I heard a cool. priest tell a parishioner she says oh i i you know i just can't sing and he goes whatever voice god gave you that's what yeah. you should you should yeah. um, you should be exposing him to you know so uh. um you know so i think that uh a lot a lot of people need a little bit of wine to loosen them up to feel comfortable singing but i think you know um if uh, cool. if if we, if we all sang more, I think it'd be a happier place. Hey, listen, yeah. we were on a on a trolley tour, <laughs> a Christmas trolley tour in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh my gosh! And we got so in there, fun. and it was Christmas going through the village, and it was all beautiful and everything. Oh, and gosh, it and um, it, it, they started singing. There was a guy with a guitar and everything, and one lady decided that she was the queen singer. Like she knew she it, and she had this operatic it. voice, oh my completely God. off tune. But she would, people were giggling so much. But she <laughs> was so happy and felt so proud of herself. Like <laughs> no matter what, you gave her like props up to getting in the spirit because <laughs> she did. But she did. She looked at us like you need to sing like us. Like we're like, no, no we don't. Like, no, we but don't it was so funny. Me. But I think that it's so true. It's like I think that's the beauty of karaoke. And I like to watch people sing karaoke and I've done it. But it is funny, fun because it's it. People have to express themselves like look at the dude, the dude with she bang, she bang. All he did is he really no, loved to sing good. whether or not it was good. He got up there and he did it and he made some money doing it. Just going, <laughs> she bangs, she bangs. You know, come on, money. come on, come on. Yeah, but good for him. He did something. He sang out loud. He did it. Um, real quick, Johnny. Now you you said you had a you had a song for that. I do. Um, Melissa Manchester. You know, we're such good friends, and I've followed her music since I was a kid, and she two different times has recorded a song that she wrote called um, uh, Singing From My Soul. 
Mm. And it's, uh, it starts out, if they asked me what to give the world, I would take the love inside of me and there would be a song. And the whole song is just, I mean, about um, taking the song within you and sharing it with the world and thereby sharing yourself with the world. Mm. And I think it's a great song See, for it. That's exactly what birds do. So now I'm going to have to add Barry Manilow. I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to add Barry Manilow. I write the song that makes the whole world sing. And actually, Melissa just did a big tribute to him at Carnegie Hall last last week in New York City. And they're celebrating both she and he. I think it's both of their 50th year in the business. So they were, they had a lot of great singers there. I think it's online somewhere you can watch it. It was a uh, I know Michael Feinstein was there and a whole bunch of people. And it's a really, really great concert. Oh, amazing. Amazing. And and everyone, she did so much with uh, Bette Medler, too. Like, yes. you know, Melissa, Ma- Melissa Manchester, look her up. Her history is incredible. Um, I, I want to go back around, around the room here. Um, it is International Tea Day. That is a big deal um, on this week. So we've got International Wine and International Tea Day. And I know some of our guests here know all about tea. Um, I think, Glenn, you know about tea a little bit, don't you? It's <laughs> International Tea Day is on, on May 21st. Um, it's hard oh. to do all the holidays for a full week, but International mm. Tea Day, we do have an article, an interview we did about Nepal Tea Company, which we'll link in the show notes. And anything else to do with all of these holidays will be linked in the show notes because there's not there's so much more than what we can talk about. But Glenn... Um, Tell us about your perfect tea experience. Well, my my perfect tea experience is to have an afternoon tea, which mm-hmm. um, for me would include some very nice cucumber sandwiches with the crust cut off. No, I, I actually like. Oh. Them. I Listen, like Nancy did that to her toast yesterday, and I said to her, "What what is this? Well, you gone right. back to England? She cut yes. her toast crust um, off." Yeah. But it, but it also has to include a cheese scone because, you know, I you, knew just it, yes. to, you just have to have a cheese scone. But I mean, a lot of you folk who like sugary things would actually love a, a normal scone with jam and cream on it or cream and jam depends on Yum. where you come from. And um, yeah, an afternoon tea is just something you have to try because it is mm. it is just so English and yep. so refreshing and so posh. It's okay, real. but I, okay, yes. when you do your afternoon tea, because like in South Africa, we used to drink rooibos tea, which comes from there. And it's a very good antioxidant. It's very good for mm-hmm. your body. And anytime anything happened, it's it, just like England, bring the tea kettle yeah. out, yeah. you know, everybody has a kettle. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys now do the electric kettles instead of like the stove top kettles? Is it gone? Yeah, of course to we the... do. Of course we oh, do. come on. All right. I like the whistle of the kettle. I, I really electricity. do. I was I know. talking, about, funnily enough, I was talking about the whistling kettle to my mum the other day, because yeah. um, my 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 grandparents used to have a, a kettle that sat on the edge of the hearth all the mm-hmm. time, and and it would uh. sit on the side of the fender on the fire, and my granddad would sit in the chair beside the fire, and he would shout to my grandmother who would be in the kitchen somewhere the kettle's boiling and she'd have to come running to take the kettle off the fire oh, i thought it was quite funny but there it yeah, is yeah. Funny. no but but isn't that it so hey you've got to remember cat stevens did the album tea for the tillerman 
I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I, I love. Oh, well, but, it's it's Yusuf now, but um, he my, he's amazing. Some, some of my some of my favorite songs actually have got tea in them, like "Everything Stops for Tea," which is a very mm. nice little song, and also "Tea for Two, which is very yeah. very, oh, very oh nice. Angela, he stole your tea song. Oh no, sorry, did I? Oh, sorry. Yeah, but now, but you did a Nat King Cole. Angela for for tea, International yeah. Tea Day, which I had never heard him do actually. So that's it's an amazing song. Yeah, jazz version. And and you know the thing is that um, Glenn's talking about the kettle, and you're talking about the kettle. But not everybody has a kettle, and that is my one um, my one. Um, what? I say my one beef um, that when I'm in the states. Um, you cannot make a cup of tea without boiling the water. You can't make a cup of tea with water that hasn't yet boiled. And so many- you need the roll. <laughs> I mean, so many, so many um, homes don't have an electric kettle. And so, um, and when you go to a restaurant sometimes in the States, they'll give you, you'll ask for tea. I always take my own tea bags, always. Uh -huh. <laughs> because nobody drinks the tea that I drink in the States anyway. And you'll go into a restaurant and say tea, and they bring you this cup with lukewarm water. Mm -hmm. boiled, and you cannot make a cup of tea without it. Um, but interestingly, interestingly, and get these stats, that every second people consume 25,000 cups of tea, meaning that more than 2 billion cups of tea are consumed per day around the world um just imagine that and so um and america and the, get on it <laughs> and the other thing is um i will go into homes and 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 that tea and like glenn says afternoon tea is the you know that's what we do whether you're at the ritz in london or whether you're mm -hmm. going to a cafe somewhere but that's that's afternoon tea um, and and that enjoyment and and getting into that is just something really very special. And so you know, take tea, tea for two, mm. and yeah, our neck and cold. Um, well, so yeah, you know, my grandmother was British, and any time there was any drama at all in our family, which there was plenty oh, of it, <laughs> there was plenty. She the first thing she'd say, uh -uh, we're not going to argue. We have to have a cup of tea, papa. Cup of tea, cup of tea, cup of tea, first. And once you've got the tea and you've had two sips, now you can talk. Yeah. yeah. Calm everybody do. down. Calm everybody down. Mm. And and then we can be back to remember we are civilized. Okay. Yeah. So what is okay? Let's let's go back to the teas because like I drink rooibos, which is more of a bush tea. Right. It's not, not even well. it's not even an herb tea. It's a bush tea. It oh, is. Oh. It is. It's an herb tea. It, it's different. Um, so but now, now then you get into the Earl Grey's and everything, the Lipton's. And so, Angela, what do you drink? Oh, um, it's got to be Yorkshire Gold. Um, and oh, that, you actually can buy it in the States. I think you can go to world markets sure. and they have it. Um, but I take it with me wherever I go. I listen. I, I have to have tell to you, get some. when here in the States, do you know what the girls here where we are in Maryland, they they knew it was Nancy's birthday. So they got the best they could for her for crunchy bars for her birthday. 
and an aero bar. And yeah. they got me the most biggest jar of Marmite I have ever seen. <laughs> and, and actually cream crackers. Do you know, listen, there's nothing like a cream cracker. And I'm sorry, saltines are not it, America. Cream crackers, <laughs> cream crackers and Marmite. I'm sorry, but it, it makes my heart meal. so happy. I will mm. do anything for Marmite. Mr. Oh, and Mr. Whippy too. And I do want rock, but I don't think my teeth like it anymore now that I'm an adult and I already ate too much rock. I think I had problems from that later, Glenn. But Glenn, mm. um, what's your tea? I just like a, a, a cup of builder's tea, as we call it. I don't, I don't mind builders. what it is as long as it's, as long as it's um, nice and strong. Oh, yeah. so it's black tea. So no, no, no. no. I have, I, I do have oh. milk in it sometimes. I don't, I don't mind milk or not milk. It, it never does worry me really. Oh but no, I, I mean black tea versus green tea and white tea. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, black tea. Yeah, I mean, I also have tea with milk or tea without milk or, but it is it is um it is black tea leaves rather than green tea so, leaves. now in this country we have iced tea, sweet tea if you're in the south and. Sweet Tea is one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite musicians of all time, Buddy Guy. Um, so that's on the playlist. So I want to ask, uh, you know, Johnny Schaefer, do you drink iced tea, sweet tea? Do you drink tea? Um, yeah, I, I drink both. I drink, uh, of course, it's great for singers. And uh, when I have a recording session or if I've got a gig, um, a tea with honey and lemon is great. Um, cut, I have allergies and so the lemon kind of cuts the phlegm and then the honey is great for kind of soothing the vocal cords. And do you I'll do, do a black with, tea or do you do a chamomile? Because when I try to uh, do all the chamomile stuff, it didn't work. Maybe uh, I needed the I, kick. I usually do black tea or green tea. Huh. I've been doing more green huh. tea for like the health benefits that people talk about with it. Um, and then uh, I love iced tea. In fact, you, I prefer it to like soda or a dinner that's my oh, go-to yeah. mm. iced tea and uh so yeah i am um, and i like soda is bad yeah yeah i almost never soda do soda. is really bad soda yeah. soda is just i think soda is really bad for us and hey, i don't I'm, know it's just my just, my granny taught me how to put all sorts of stuff in tea Mm -hmm. oh, of course she did yeah well your your <laughs> nana was a naughty girl peggy <laughs> peggy do you do you change from wine to anything other than water? <laughs> I I love this conversation. I don't know much about tea at all. And what <laughs> I love kind of connects back to what we were talking earlier about connections. What is so civilized, I think, about afternoon tea is that it forces you to to sit Stop. down and yeah. take a, a breath mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and yeah. just to slow down. I think the U.S. can learn a lot from that mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. We don't really yeah. have anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. drink tea. I don't. I never have, and I just never think about it. But um, yeah. love this. She time. has wine time instead. Okay, when, the tea when, time when, in yeah. England is wine time for Peggy. Yeah, but, when we yeah. come visit you, I'm going to make you one of my Nana's cup of tea. <laughs> and you mm -hmm. might be really Would happy. Love it. I know. So Would Peggy, love it. you you talked about last time on the show, you you cruised um the Rhine, right? You did this, you you went through Europe and you're yep. you're it, you've mm -hmm. got Italian history, right? And stuff. So mm -hmm. I mean, 
when you're in Europe, did you see a lot of tea? Like and go like, oh, come of on now, course. come on my side. Yeah. And I have done high teas. I have done that. And I've done that oh, in Europe and I've done it in um, the Not U.S., you know, which is becoming more popular at uh, resorts and, and places that you can do um, tea. But it's not, um, it needs to be on everyone's normal schedule, I think, uh, on a regular basis to sit back. And if you can't do it with tea, you know, spend do a it with water, do whatever. With, yeah. Do it with a glass of nice wine and, and ah. take a break. And it is and, about and taking a break. Downtime. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, because, but there's also in South Africa, it was very much that way about tea. Yeah. Nancy and I were always coffee people and tea people because I'm, I, I've just, I'm a, Roy Boss tea person think from growing up in South Africa too and Kenya was a big tea I mean we lived on oh, the tea plantation a tea in Kenya plantation. you know um you know everybody knows out of Africa well we you know lived in the servants our house our first house house um in South Africa uh, Kenya was you know the servants quarters for Karen Blixen's mm-hmm. land um mm-hmm. uh, on the tea plantation and so, so cool. now is the the and then we graduated out of that a little bit and it was a beautiful house it was transformed and everything but this karen the neighborhood of karen we looked at it on google the other day and holy cow where we lived is like we we were millionaires man (laughs) i mean multi (laughs) multi millionaires what you can see where we lived in kenya over 30 years ago 40 years ago i don't want to date ourselves but um and nancy yeah, just had careful. a birthday and i'm about to have mine so that's like a mess but it mm-hmm. it is um i mean it was we were so lucky that you know understanding we were in an agricultural mm-hmm. place and understanding that and tea time in kenya because it was so colonized colonized mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. colonized that's not a yeah, good really <laughs> colonized um was was oh such a big deal everybody stopped and took time so um we've done international tea day but international or wine day too i think it really goes with the same thing it's actually understanding mm-hmm. the craft the diligence uh the nepal tea makers uh the the tea people we were talking to i mean what they do they actually have people go out to nepal and go out and harvest tea with people and they've made mm-hmm. it a community thing and it's it's this amazing thing about real small farms and how can we make things happen? Like wineries can't just be a winery without tasting rooms or programs. Um, tea farms can't just be a tea farm unless you get into the big, you know, we'll, we'll take everything people, you know? So I think mm-hmm. these holidays, we need to look at it. Um, May 26th is national road trip day. Oh, wait, okay. I want to go back to wine and tea day real quick. So I know we're running out of time. But I want to go to each of you and ask you if you could spend wine time or tea time, doesn't matter which. It's about spending that hour, like Peggy was saying. It's that four o'clock hour, right? Who could you invite? This is our old happy hour question, but it's a good one. If you could invite anyone to spend, I'm going to say happy hour, whether it's wine or tea, because of that day, who would you have spend that with? And where would you spend it? So it could be someone alive or past that you could sit and have a conversation with and learn from or be inspired for or reconnect with. So I want to start with you, Johnny. Who would you sit down with for that wine or tea time happy hour? Hmm, you know, it's interesting. I um, I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, 
Paco, my husband Paco, hasn't been with his family for four years uh, mm. due to COVID and all that. So he's been, you know, kind of catching up with everybody. And they do always have an afternoon where they just kind of everybody sits down. And I thought it'd be so nice to do that with my parents. You know, my mom passed about three years ago, and then my dad mm-hmm. died in '82. And over the years, I've thought of so many things I'd love to ask them. You know, uh, I I was able to ask my mom a lot of things during the year before she died because we were their caregivers before she passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but even since then, I've thought, oh, I wish I would have asked her this or that. And so I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, family connections, because it's sort of, there are things that I wonder about now with my childhood, you experience your childhood differently than maybe how it actually happened. And so I, I think sometimes having some of those mm. questions answered, Paco's been able to do that with his brothers and sisters, um, you know, finding out things that sort of inform what he mm. thought his his journey was. And now he's realizing that things were different and it's it's helpful sometimes like my brothers and I are different ages and we had very different childhoods and I'm realizing that now and so even just talking to them about how we perceive what happened to us uh is really helpful so I think I think I'd, I'd spend it with with family mm. members that play that cool. I like that I like that what mm-hmm. about you Peggy I I've been listening to the um, Michelle Obama's podcast, and oh, and she talks nice. about uh, her kitchen table of friends. And so, what I think I would want to do is bring some some of my wine and invite myself to her kitchen table, and oh, good girl. Uh, chat with these <laughs> chat with these amazing women from all mm-hmm. walks of life that kind of uh, share experiences and and. Um, just kind of it, it, it sounds like a really fun group and I mean I have my kitchen table of friends I've known some of them I've known since I was in third grade and some mm. that are more from my wine experience but you know having that a group of friends that knew you when knew you before life kind of uh, took hold um, sitting around and chatting with those folks is really special to me and of course yeah. it would be a wine um, experience uh, since I don't know anything about tea. Ah, mm. all right. So, hey, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about you, Angela? I would Uh-oh. actually, I would actually love to take afternoon tea um, somewhere in the English countryside, and I'd like to sit down with David Attenborough. Oh, um, he or... just—he you know what? Nancy's birthday, mm-hmm. and there's our. Right next to each other. She uh, loves David he, Attenborough. He's oh, my your, hero. Yeah, I yeah. think he stole hers. <laughs> well, go ahead. She's a thief on this show today. <laughs> um, and I would just, uh, I mean, what a man, what a, a living legend. And mm. a man whose soul is at the heart of, you know, the environment and animals. And yep. and I would, I would like to ask him, you know, truthfully what does he feel um that the future holds um and what can we do differently um well we know what we can do differently but what what's you know how does he really feel about what the future holds um that's what i'd like to do that's what i'd like to do mm, i love it i love it I Glenn, like what about you well this last couple of years i've made a discovery with my dna that Uh (laughs) i would 
I would like to discuss with my great grandmother because um, her husband doesn't appear to be my grandfather's father. Uh, oh, you're starting to sound like Nancy's family now. Yeah. See how I just said Nancy, not our family, but it's Nancy's I'm side? I'm sorry, but seriously, that's oh, fun. I love it. Oh, are you serious, Clint? Oh. That sounds like my family, too. <laughs> oh, we might all be related. No, nobody, nobody seems to have known that my great grandfather actually wasn't my great grandfather, even though they'd been married for several years. Um, oh my gosh! And, That's and so when funny. I had when I had my DNA, I um, discovered that I had no relations on that side of the family at all. Wow! So, so I need to I need to sort of have a little chat with her to find out what happened. I can imagine probably what happened because they were in a very poor area of Kings Lynn and they didn't have mm. any money. So I could imagine probably what happened, but um, I would just like to have a little chat with her. Um, and, and also I'd like to sort of let her know the effect that had, because I've uh -huh. had about, I've had about 40 years of research in my family history and that particular branch has have been a complete waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. I want you to know All that right. Tip, I, the little Frenchie, when you started talking, yeah. Glenn, looked up mm. with me and rolled mm. his eyes like, oh, not that again. No, <laughs> that, like, okay. apparently you're not the only one. No, and right. I, and okay. like, like, yeah, no. no, apparently a lot of people are going through. And now he's looking at me like, no, that's right. It happens in France to say, too. <laughs> when when my my parents have both passed, and um, I received some papers, to which I found I have five different birth certificates. Mom's your <laughs> uncle. I just no. She's I, got soft five years. There's two of that, but there's three marriage certificates. There's like a whole. It's a it's a it's a hot mess, and, and someone needs. I think so I you need to send Glenn a box one. of. When we get to Tucson no. into our storage unit, we're sending Glenn a box of information. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and, and so I don't know what happened in that generation. I got, all I know but is I think there was a lot of like shenanigans going on between well, a lot of snorted. people a lot of the time. And it's seriously, when I look at all this, I'm like, I just picked the youngest one and went with that. Because it it was what my mom always told me. You were born on this date in this year. Uh, I really do not know. You might but not I'm be going, a Taurus, Nancy. And that would go against the grain. I'm, well, no, I'm pretty sure I'm a Taurus. D DNA, DNA doesn't lie. Oh, that's right, Glenn. You keep telling us we need to do that. Oh, we need to do I it. I should go do that. But we were supposed to do it for your birthday and we didn't do it. We told Glenn on his last show no. we would do it. We didn't. Do we're I stupid. Want to really know. Oh, let's do it. No. And then, Glenn, when we get to Tucson, which we will, um, mm. we will go into our storage unit, get our information, all these little oh, birth certificate so things, weird. and we're going to copy them all and send them to you in a nice little mm. box. And then Glenn will come on a show and go, girls, what the <laughs> hell happened in your past? <laughs> you know, but he's already discovered like our, our my best friend from high school. I mean, her history is insanely cool, right? And wow, we're going to do yes. a show with Glenn and Melissa at some point. And she's all excited. I mean, she's got royalty in her family and stuff like some. What, amazing. You, Glenn, Glenn's email to her connecting with me is, we're driving to Asheville on our next set, you know, and I get this email between Glenn and my friend Melissa, and it's like, 
Nancy and Lisa need to like curtsy. I need to bow down <laughs> and Nancy and Lisa need to curtsy to you. I'm like, this is my high school friend. I'm not curtsying for her. Yeah, she's, I'd do anything for her, but curtsy. I don't know, but we, this has been a point of hystericals for us uh, ever since you sent that, Glenn. Um, that but so that, funny. but I think it's um, the family history is really an interesting thing, you know, um, of what you can expect. Yeah, Nancy, who do you want to have tea or wine with? I know it's wine, so let's go there. Oh no, it's going to be well. No, you can have tea first, and then you can have wine. I think you could do both on the same day. You know, if it's the person you you really mm -hmm. interested in, you could go from tea time to wine right. time. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Oh gosh. I think today I would like to talk to Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, I'm with you. And ask him like what he saw back then and what he sees today and what he thought he got right and what he thought he got wrong. Mm -hmm. And just see. Because I mean, he was pretty forward, like he, he seemed to be able to know the human body without really, mm. yeah, I don't know, he didn't dissect anybody, I don't believe. Mm. You know, it, I think he was incredibly brilliant and talented. And I would, he'd probably looking down and looking at humanity and like, dude, mm. This is not how you design freeways. I I would like to to meet Jack White, the musician. There's a couple, there's a whole bunch of people, but Jack White today, because I just did this interview. Craig Nelson will be on our show. Um, same day Glenn is on the third, fourth Saturday, um, who is a World War II historian and writer and wrote a book, V is for Victory. And it was about Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his involvement in World War II. And because his presidency ended, right, at the beginning of World War II, people just don't look at his role of World War II. And he was the one who got, basically, when you hear about war makes money, like, mm -hmm. I always like, that's just a terrible saying. And like, what the hell is that? But it, his book really made it make sense. And after the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl and all of these things that had happened in our country, he really was able to get people together and rile them up like this is a good fight and come together as a community in the country, the, the, not the author, but the Franklin FDR, and work with England and France and get all the allies together and use all the manufacturers like Henry Ford to make things happen. And he talked about at that time, uniting government and business and the military and the actual community together for a good fight. Mm -hmm. And that's when we talk about the greatest generation is when everything was in sync, which we are not now. Um, no. But it was, it, no, it's not. Cause right now we're all fighting the government. We're fighting this, we're mm -hmm. fighting that. But he got everybody together. And it's like, when we talk about, the very beginning of the show today, we talked about how relationships are and how it's about having that one-on-one -on -one where let's get together on one topic. And from there, we get to know each other. It's the full circle. No, we didn't yeah. cover every holiday and everything, but that's never going to happen. It, it is about <laughs> what it is at the moment. Um, you know, we did talk about tea and wine. So, you know, and music. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. 
and of course Johnny's songs are in in the playlist. <laughs> but Thank you. this, but this is this is the thing. He got everyone together to fight a good fight, and it was a fight that people were losing lives over. Our country worked together, and I find that fascinating. Also, Eleanor Roosevelt apparently had affairs. Marilyn Monroe was Rosie the Riveter. Who knew all these fun things? But I find that fascinating about like when you go to the Midwest and Nancy and I have done that and we're covering that. And when we're in the Southwest and other areas, people always kind of like poo-pooed the Midwest in a way. Now, if I you're know. in the Southwest and do business in the Southwest, you understand how important the Midwest is as a market. But when you mm -hmm. go there, these are hardworking people. And mm -hmm. I, you know, going through places like Erie, Pennsylvania, where we saw how the waffle iron was made and how it was made possible to go to the mm -hmm. West and go to even at the time when there were mining in Tombstone, Arizona, just near where Peggy is, where Tombstone was, intense city. Mm -hmm. They were getting oysters and they were getting all these things because of the railroad going up to San Francisco so they could get these luxury items. <laughs> the same time they could get waffle irons because of the railroad because they were being made in Erie, Pennsylvania. But all of that stuff is what actually helped World War II get fought and won. Um, I find that With fascinating. So I go back to Jack White, the musician from Detroit, who's standing strong for vinyl. And also his last um, supply and demand tour, I find fascinating. He takes creativity to every element he possibly can in his life in design, graphic design, in creating baseball bats, in creating furniture and designing for furniture, which he was an upholsterer first. But in Detroit, what he did was amazing. So anyway, it's all good. Somebody, so, somebody should invent a baseball bat that has a curve in it so it could hit curve balls. That'd yes, be to watch. but anyway, he's good. So anyway, we all have to get going. But Jack oh, White, um, I want to have tea with him and talk about the power of creativity and moving forward. Glenn, I know you need to get going. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Norfolk-tours.co.uk is the place to go for Glenn. He's on our show every fourth Saturday. You can keep up with him there. Angela, thank you for joining us over at Trusted House Sitters. Glenn, are you there? Yeah, I'm yeah. still there. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were I know. Going. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, but... I, must, I must get off. Um, so I will He's... see you all very soon. And thanks very much for a great show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Have, have a wonderful tea. Yes, <laughs> thanks, good. Thank you, Angela, for joining us from Trusted House Sitters. Everyone, if you're a pet parent or a you know traveler like Nancy and I, uh, Digital Nomads, uh, this is a site for you to join. Um, no one's making money from it. It is a mutual membership. Is that the way to say it, Angela? It's everyone... a mutually beneficial exchange. Um, there we yeah. go. It's a win-win-win. And the biggest win is for the pets because they get to stay at home with their own one-to-one -one concierge. Um, nothing like it, pet care. Um, and so, yeah, and pet parents get to travel with absolute peace of mind. And um, Nancy and Lisa get to stay in a home from home with pets. And, and internet. And create their um, amazing um, shows, et cetera, et cetera. So they can work from home anywhere across the country. Um, yeah, it's and we are that community. We are community and let's stay close. 
Um, thank you for inviting me. It's been a great pleasure as always. And um, I will see you soon. Thank you. And listen, this is it. You can't beat doing a podcast with a Frenchie on your lap who snorts. Like <laughs> you can't beat that. You can't beat that. And that's the joy of this. You know, people always I go, oh, that's a, can we hire you? I'm like, no, you have to join trusted house sitters. There's no hiring. We're not yeah. doing this for the money. This is yeah. it just it feels good to be at a home. It feels you, you can actually, you know, pour Peggy's wine and, and enjoy the food you want with it. You know, that's the difference. Then, that's you know, right. and you don't have it, to drive anywhere either. You don't have to have a designated driver. You can sit at home. And you can have right. that wine, you can have that meal, and it doesn't cost you a fortune. Listen, and poolside where we are. Can I just say, yeah. poolside with a grill that we we grow yeah. vegetables. Yeah, we had no. You, you what? We can do what we can. Yeah, it's it's Can't beautiful. Can't do it in a hotel. No, 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 no. Not like this. No. So everyone, trustedhousesitters.com. And if you go to nationalparktraveling.com, type in pet sitting across America and you'll see our map of pets, which we still need to update because we've got new babies in there oh, to put on there. To put we'll on put, there. we got new babies to put up there. And I want to thank also Peggy Fiendaka for calling in from the Cochise Stronghold. I'm still going to say the Cochise Stronghold because it just sounds cool, Peggy. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. I, I think you need to make a Cochise Stronghold wine. I was just, I'm just thinking saying. we need a Cochise wine. Yeah. Yeah. Cochise. Yeah. I think awesome. so. I think he's bold I'll and put red. put it on the to-do list. I yeah. know. She's like, yeah. I'll just make another wine for Nancy and Lisa, you know, because, you know, got nothing there else to do. Yeah. Cochise was here wine. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Uh, Peggy, Peggy's on our show every first Wednesday. So stay tuned for that um, at bigblendradio.com. And of course, go to ldvwinery.com. And I encourage you to sign up for their newsletter because you get all the happenings at the winery, the tasting room, all their events, and also recipes, uh, links to their videos and yeah, all kinds of good cool. stuff. So you want to stay tuned for that. And I uh, also want to say thank you, Johnny, for joining us while you mm -hmm. just arrived literally in Mexico City. So I know you, you need to go get a tequila or something. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Friday the 26th is National Road Trip Day and or International Road Trip Day. And we're going to take a road trip here in Mexico. So if, if uh, oh. you're able to. I encourage people to take a road trip because there's such great adventures. Oh, I yeah. think I the think Nancy and I are ever. are quite pros at that, and we have yeah. a cool crossword puzzle. You've got uh, tell everybody about your song, the road trip song, and then I want to tell people about the crossword for road trip. Sure. Day. Yeah, I uh, I covered a song that was by a band, uh, a fusion band called uh, Sea Wind, um, that was mm. popular back in the 80s, and Angela Blofeld did a really beautiful version of it as well. I took a different twist with it. I kind of made it like a, a vocal pop um, with a little bit of reggae flavor in it, um, just to make it kind of a fun song for a road trip. So it's called Follow Your Road, and mm. uh, it's just a, it's a fun cover. Cool. Mm. Can't wait, everyone. It's all in the playlist. So go check that out. And again, we're going to put uh, all the links to everything in the show notes. So no matter if you're listening on YouTube, Facebook, you know, uh, Podbean, anywhere that you listen to Google Podcasts, the links are there. And um, so for the playlist with Johnny's songs, Melissa Manchester's songs, and other ones, there's so many songs that are going to be added. So there'll be a lot more. Uh, check that out. And then also we do have a crossword puzzle for road tripping across America where you can see all the crazy, wacky 
roadside attractions like outside Las Cruces, New Mexico, if you're on your way uh, heading towards Peggy, there's a giant roadrunner made out I of recycled uh, computer parts and all kinds of things. It's so um, cool. So you need to see that. And you pull over for, Huge. you know, the giant, we've seen the world's longest chopsticks. And um, that is in um, yarn. a ball of yarn. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. So it's anyway, so everybody, weird. thank you for joining us for our first big weekly blend podcast. If you go to blendradioandtv.com, sign up for our newsletter and you'll get our new big weekly blend magazine that keeps you up to date with the latest articles and podcasts, games, recipes that were featured from the week before. So one looks at the future, one looks at the past, and it's all combined. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Peggy. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Take care. Enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers, guys.